In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hi, girls. This is Sandra Beck from Motherhood Talk Radio with Christy, who's picking on me for saying, hey, mamas. I know. I was like, what happened to the mamas? I wasn't. I, was, I wasn't picking on you exactly. Rick, I'm just shaking it up a little bit, keeping it real. All right, all right, that's all good. Well, I don't know what else to say. Hi, this is Sandra. I'm here with Idiot and, you know, Chum Chum. And you can take your pick. Hey, I'll be Chum Chum. (laughs) Oh, you know, we have a great show today. We're going to talk about... Um, we've got an author that's coming on today. We're going to talk about uh, bouncing, like how to bounce. And um, bouncing is defined as uh, recovering after a life event or a change. It can be a good one. You know, it could be like the birth of a baby or it could be, you know, the finalization of your divorce, all really good things. Like bouncing back? Yeah, bouncing back, you know, or bouncing, you know, like um, recovering from a loss, bringing yourself to a new level that allows you to really enjoy life. Oh. Yeah, that's what bouncing is. I've, I've heard people use it like, hey, I'm going to bounce. And that's true, like, bounce and, out the door. And then they're, they're leaving. But <laughs> I don't speak like that, so. You don't roll that way? I don't know. I do not. <laughs> not usually. Rick, how do you define bouncing? How do I find, define bouncing? Uh, I don't know. I've never I know it's a girl it. term. Yeah, I, I've heard people like Christy said, like, let's bounce, or I'm a bounce. Or, a, well, there's another term. I want to bone out, but that still makes me laugh. That's not bouncing. <laughs> yep. And boning out is probably not appropriate for Motherhood Talk Radio. Uh, we about it from the censors. Oh, great. Yeah, it just got deleted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, but I think, you know, part of, part of bouncing and what we're going to talk about today with um, the author of uh, Bouncing with Style, Danny Kiernan, is we're going to talk about how we have to bounce or roll or redefine ourselves as we go through life. And everybody has changes. You know, everybody has things in their lives that they have to either adapt to, recover from, or uh, just, you know, change. If you get married, if you get divorced, if you go to school, if you uh, go and live in another country, or even just in another city. I mean, at every point, you kind of have to redefine yourself. And Christy, what are some moments that you've had in your life that you've had to redefine yourself? Well, I feel like there's been quite a few. You know, first of all, when I got married and I mean that was a huge change and then I um 
got pregnant right away. <laughs> so, you know, I had to adapt to that whole new life and the way things were. And then when I had the kids, it was, you know, like this whole new way of life that I needed to adjust to. And people had to adjust to me because I wasn't quite the same you know, and just going through, you know, every day, it seems like I'm adapting some way or another. Right, so, and adjusting to the experience. Yeah. Um, and there's other experiences that you have. Rick, what about you? What are some times when, when you find, you know, you're making adjustments as you go, and it can be geographic, it can be physical, you know, there's all different adjustments that we have to make as we go along. Well, I unfortunately haven't gotten to make any geographic changes. I've been stuck in freaking acting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so you want to you wanna know what a local yoga looks like. Uh, this is where the hell is acting? Yeehaw! Yeah, have you seen those t-shirts? Where the hell is acting? I mean, yeah. prior to... <laughs> I want to get one. It that would make Rick the poster child. No, but it sucks. Though, people are like, where's acting? And you have to use like Los Angeles, Santa Clarita, and then Palmdale and Lancaster as a reference point so you can get like right in the middle. Like, you know, it's south of this or north of that. I'm like, we don't even exist. I don't like to use the Palmdale. And they're like, oh. And they think Crimedale, like the sand yeah. calls it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, when we, you know, we can change, you know, not just geographically. I think we can change when we're exposed to different things, like different ways of thinking, different people, you know, that that cause us to redefine ourselves. I know, you know, like, Christy, when I became friends with you, I was able to redefine myself in certain ways that were more acceptable, you know, to being a young mom and not knowing anything. Right. Like that day you got yelled at by that teacher. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not the only one who gets yelled at by the school teachers. <laughs> crazy. That was a crazy day. That was I a crazy say, day. But I had to adjust <laughs> and I had to yell back at her. <laughs> well, I mean, but, you know, people in situations can make us, can can turn us into something that we're generally not, but both in good and bad. Right. And, you know, like you inspired me to, like, you know, to, to be okay with not knowing everything about motherhood when we had our little kids. Right. And, Rick, you know, you came into my life and, you know, showed me that it was okay to stand up. It was okay to have your opinion. It was okay to say, hey, I don't like that, and it was okay to say no. And those were things I really had a hard time doing. You know, I just kind of, like, keep under the radar or, you know, do my thing. And, and you know, when you talk about readjusting, it really, both of you opened my eyes to things I needed to do, which was for Christy to cut myself some slack that I am a new mother. I'm not supposed to know all these things. Right. And for Rick, you know, you really opened my eyes that it was okay to have an opinion. It was okay to say no. And those, you know, they changed me for the better. But then you readjust like how you see yourself, you readjust your behaviors, you know, and we're constantly evolving in a lot of different ways. <laughs> okay, <laughs> laughing at people causes me to go back into my I'm show. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I was just, I was, um, what, making fun of me? No, no, no. Oh. Rick, why did you come in and throw something at me? We're just finished. Well, you guys always kick me out. I don't even know what's going on in there. Just... <laughs> Oh, I'm having a crazy moment. I need to get back on track here. <laughs> now you're having a hot flash. You should see her. She's all red. She's got her hand on her head going. Nice. I, just, I know. I feel like this is the beginning. The beginning of the end. Yes. Well, we are talking yes. about bouncing. Let's see if you bounce back. <laughs> wow. Oh. 
Okay. Well, we can talk about, um, we were talking about before we got on the air today about people that have to bounce back um, or, or you know, start over maybe not from scratch. Um, we've got, like, your husband, eventually he's not going to be a firefighter anymore. Right, right, right. You know, and your kids will be grown. Yeah, that's going to be rough for me because that's how I've always defined myself or I wanted to define myself as a mother. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to grow up and do is be a mom. So when they get older and they don't need me as much, that's going to be a hard adjustment period for me. It is. And I think it's hard, you know, adjustment, whether it's good or bad, um, I think is hard for people. It's hard for me. And I think sometimes that in our adjustment process, whether it's adjusting to good things, like, you know, this month I didn't have to, like, worry, worry, worry about paying all my bills. You know, I was able to pay my bills this month, which was a big deal for me. And what was strange is I was like, uh, you know, I was so used to getting up every morning worrying about stuff, and then I got up and I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. Oh, I must find something else to worry about. <laughs> I know. I gotta find something to replace that worry. To replace that worry. But then I didn't, and you know, and I, I actually like thought about what I was thinking. You know, for a moment, I'm brushing my teeth, going, "Okay, crazy girl. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be. There's nothing left to be afraid of." And that was a really strange feeling for me because I. I just, I didn't know what to do, and then I was like, well, I have to adjust. I have to readjust my way of thinking. I have to readjust, you know, my schedule, and it was for something that was very good, right? You know, but it was still a little bit stressful. Well, we're used to always kind of waiting for the bad things to happen, and, you know, at least I am. It's like, okay, what what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Things are good, or, you know, however they are. But, you know, it's like, okay, something can't always be this good. Like something's, something's going to happen. So I'm always ready for something to go wrong or whatever. You know, since my husband is a firefighter, I am always, you know, when he goes to work, I never know really if he's going to come home. True. So I am always like, you know, that's always a constant worry for me. So, you know, I just, I'm, I am always uptight. <laughs> actually, actually, you well, know, you know, it's it's difficult. I mean, I look at Rick. I mean, you've made lots of adjustments, you know, just coming to work for motherhood. And please, will you share with everybody the story about cashing the check and what that lady thought you did for a living? Oh, I haven't shared that one? I don't think so. I haven't heard that. Oh, okay. Well, oh. when I take my checks to the bank and one of the girls at the bank looks at this check, and then she's looking at me, and they're kind of giving me that weird eyeball look. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> and she's like, um, have you heard of surrogates? I'm like, well, what? Are you, what? Of course. She's like, well, it says Motherhood Incorporated, so I just assumed. I'm like, actually, I thought some other things that were very nice. But, yeah, I was like, really? No. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, since, you know, this kind of hot, handsome young guy comes in with a check made out to him for Motherhood Incorporated, the lady naturally <laughs> like, just assumed... just check, please, okay? Money is money. Relax. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... She thought you were donating something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, you'd be well paid, you know, if that was all you had to do all day was just, uh, you know... Here's wow. a cup. <laughs> here's, a, here's a video. 
Good to go. Or magazine. Yeah. Wow. The wow. things we get into on Motherhood Talk Radio. We're going to adjust. <laughs> right now, we're going to bounce back. We're going to actually, you know what? We're going to bounce out to commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to author, speaker, parent, and entrepreneur Danny Kiernan. And you guys, you have to tune in for her because not only is she the co-author of Bouncing with Style, but she has raised. Um, she has the experience of raising 12 children. Wow. I know. And I'm like, I can barely do two. You're struggling with three. I know. Together we don't even have that many. <laughs> and if we throw Rick in, I know. Still, he could count at least two. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I wondered if you were there listening. She makes her home in Wisconsin, and she will be joining us after the break uh, with her wit, insight, and wisdom. Oh, good. Yeah, we can't tease her too much, though, because she's really good at what she does. Good. Looking forward to it. show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these the way of the toddler with hosts lita and Lori hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard zen masters in diapers yes Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters in diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher, Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holler. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Back, and we have allowed... 
Christy to sit in the lounge chair and take a bounce back break while we break. You have allowed. Well, I am the show, like, whatever. Host? Host, yeah. <laughs> I'm the show. What am I? Oh, so, well, we were talking at the break that Christy and I completely talked over you and didn't give you the floor. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> but it's true. No. But it's true. But you actually had some insight on bouncing and adjusting. No, what I was sharing with uh, Sandra and Christy is that, which is you guys, FYI. <laughs> you're Last at, I checked. You're looking at me like, who are those people? It's like, wow. No, is that some bouncing is a result of, I guess, natural life. It just happens. You get older. You retire or you have kids or you get married. Those things are natural. There's some things are like self-inflicted or induced. Like, okay, I decide not to do this. I decide not to take that job or I decide not to go to that school. Everything you do or do not do is a choice and it has its own consequences. And you have to be able to deal with those. So there's different, I guess, different levels of bouncing. Some things just like you get hit in the face because somebody's just an asshole and you got to bounce back. Something right. like, oh, I did that. It may not have been, have been a bad thing, but you chose to do that, and this is what happens. These are ramifications of that. So where do you think blame fits in in, um, in like, bouncing back or, or adjusting to your choices? I don't think, at least for me, you can't blame anyone but yourself. I mean, because you can keep going, well, this person did that, but ultimately you have the free will and the choice to make that decision and how you react to it. You can't control the other people, whether or not they're going to – whether your neighbor is a jerk – you can't control that, but you can control how you react to it. You can either react violently or with anger or just do nothing. Christy's doing the fist thing. Um, but each of those have their own consequences, you know. But the thing you have no control about bouncing back is whether you live next door to them, unless you move. Right, right. A death? Death, that's a hard thing to bounce back from. That's in a whole other category. That's natural. That's a part of life. It sucks and it doesn't feel natural, but that is part of life. What, what's Christy saying? And I'm going to hand the phone oh, to her because she's the, not on the, the air. Yeah. Levels of death. Well, I'm just I was just saying or thinking like when you said you have to accept you know responsibility for how you react to something. Right. I think that how do you know how to react to a death? <gasps> Rick's totally holding up mean signs to me. How do you do? How He's do just you doing the sesh sign. Okay, so go ahead, Rick. How do you react to that? Yeah, it's so, you know, your... Well, I'm not claiming, I'm not claiming to have all the answers to that. It's your own responsibility to act like that. Right. Well, like, say, for example, your kid or somebody you know is killed by a drunk driver. You know, that's, that's a tragedy. It's like, yeah, you could blame that, that person, but that person might in turn blame the alcohol. So, I mean, the playing the blame game, yes, I think you can have people or things that are at fault, but it's a dangerous path because... It can keep going around in circles, and it doesn't help anybody in the end, at least for me. Well, and it basically strips you of your power to do anything. It does. It strips you of your free will and your independence. Right, and your and, ability and your only to reaction. make a choice. Right, exactly. Like, well, because I saw you do this, I did that. And because this didn't work out for me, so then explains why I'm doing this. Right, which makes you powerless and ineffectual to help get yourself out of whatever situation you're in, good or bad. Right. Okay, well, we are. Should I give the phone back? You could give the phone back to Christy. Thank you, Richard D. Swanson, for being part of our show today. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest now, who's been waiting very patiently um, up in the wilds of Wisconsin. Uh, We have today author, speaker, parent, and entrepreneur, Danny Kiernan, and she is. 
the co-author of a book called Bouncing with Style, and she has all these different strategies for women who have experienced hardship, and she has an executive rooting, um, sorry, recruiting firm, and then uh, Table for 14, an adoption advocacy group. So she has so much, um, you know, so we should really just shut up a little talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Danny, are you there? Um, thank you so much, and please don't shut up and listen. <laughs> I'm hoping you'll keep talking. I'm enjoying listening to you. It's the Danny Kiernan Show. Yay! Yay! Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. You are. Oh, Danny, you know, you are just so amazing. You know, I was talking about you today um, to to Rick, and, and I was telling him that, you know, in many ways, you know, you are my hero. Um, oh, you are, you are, and I want you to just give our listeners today a rundown, kind of who is Danny Kiernan and why is she here today? Oh my! Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take it <laughs> let away. me see we'll now. How, now, what do I say? Oh my God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no. um, so okay, so Danny Kiernan, I guess if I had to sum up who I am, um, I'm a writer, a business owner, uh, most importantly, a mom um, who is excruciatingly ecstatic, um, truly, about being, you know, in every moment on this journey. Um, and I'm really fortunate to be on the journey with my favorite uh, 13 people in the world. So um, that sums it up. I mean, there's more, you know, <laughs> but in a short uh, run-on sentence, that would be it. Wow, okay. Now let's just stop a minute here. Your favorite 13 people. I have my favorite, like, three people. I have Robin and yeah. Chrissy and Rick and Lou and Beverly. So, okay, I have my favorite five people. Okay. okay my favorite 13. 13 people are oh, my, kids. my, my yeah. 12 kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I sort of have a jump on you. Another year. <laughs> there are the little people in my life <laughs> that depend on me. Oh um, okay. And once you feed them, you know, they never leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can edit that, I'm sure, at some point. Um, so, yeah, so my 13 people would be um, my um, my husband and my, my 12 kids. Okay, how do you get 12 kids? 12 kids, wow. You know, seriously. I know. You know, we were just talking, Sandra and I, and I said, you know, every day I look in the mirror and I see gray hair, and I get a little freaked out, and then I go, man, you've totally deserved that, you know? <laughs> a new wrinkle <laughs> stretch mark, it's all okay. Um, <laughs> sort of the battle wounds. Um, so we do. We have um, 12 kids. Um, my oldest is 29. And then we have 27, 26, 23, 17, two seven-year-olds, two five-year-olds, a two-year-old, and a 20-month-old. I told you she's my hero. (laughs) And a what? A 20-month-old who I consider mine, but he doesn't live with me anymore, and then one on the way. So um, we're anxiously awaiting our phone call, um, letting us know um, who number 12 will be. So. That's how you get 12 kids. But honestly, it's through birth, adoption, and fostering. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Your mouth is like hitting the floor. I know. What are we doing hosting the show? <laughs> she know. should be hosting the show. <laughs> you guys are so funny. I had a great time listening. I just had a couple of things to refer back to when you were talking, if that's okay. do you, Can I do that? Yes, of course. It's I love the points that you were making. I loved all of it. I love getting yelled at by the teachers. Isn't that an amazing <laughs> moment in your life? You're like, oh, my gosh. And then we send our kids there. So that's all I have to say about that. 
Um, and then when Rick was saying, you know, you have free choice and, you know, how you react um, to situations is really dependent upon you, you know, and take responsibility for that. And I'd heard a saying once, and I can't give credit to who said it because I don't remember who it was, but it stuck with me. And this person said that each of us are exactly where we deserve to be depending on because of the, the choices that we've made. And at first they thought, wow, that's harsh, you know, I'm going to go curl up in my fetal position now and suck my thumb because I'm so sad. There's um, no room for you to be in a fetal position. All the fetal positions are taken in your house. How do you know? I, I can get in the fetal position quite nicely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> It, so, but but that does make sense, you know. And at first, I didn't want to think that, you know. At first, I blamed a lot of other things um, and people. Um, but you know what? When you take responsibility for your actions with the things that you can control, um, which is yourself, um, you you do start thinking, yeah, you know, I'm in this position because of that decision. I'm, you know, I'm here because of that decision. And so I don't know. That just resonated with me, and I've sort of carried that around over the years. And um, and then I want to talk about blame a little bit. You know, I think blaming is a really important part of bouncing. <laughs> me too. I hope that's okay me to say. Oh. No, because we all at some points, like, it's easy. Like, and I think it's part of the process, too. You know, when you're going through something troubling, yeah. it's easy in the beginning to blame because you're hurting so much. Yeah. You can't just take on that, you know, responsibility for your own actions. It's like, right. excuse me, I'm still in the you are the idiot jerk phase, yeah. you know, or you're unfair, or you're not doing these things. And I think it's it's part of the, like, part of the program. I, I agree. Because there is some, you know, you can't take responsibility for everything. True. (laughs) And you can't take responsibility for everything all at once either. Yeah. It's a process. So, Danny, what do you think about blame? Um, I think it's a really important part of the process. I'm a really good blamer. No. Um, you know, I think in the beginning. I have an MBA blaming. <laughs> um, when I think back on really difficult times in my life and how I managed to, you know, pull, it's not like I didn't bounce, okay? I like like dragged myself through. Um, you know, I think about it was important in the beginning because you're right. You have nowhere else to go with those feelings. And, you know, I think being really sad is important. I think, you know, feeling miserable is important. I feel like, you know, locking yourself in your bedroom and sleeping is important. Eating potato chips is important. And I think blaming people, you know, blaming people is important initially. Now, what's key there is, yeah, it's okay to do that, you know, but you do need to move on from there. You need to feel all those feelings, in my personal opinion, what works for me is I feel all those feelings, I make myself dredge it all up, and I feel miserable, you know, and then I can start climbing out of my deep ravine of self-loathing, you know, that's that's <laughs> sort of, you know, <laughs> my modus operandi. <laughs> well, and when we come back from the break, um, we're going to go to break shortly. We're here with Danny Kiernan. and Danny, I want to talk to you about some of the things that you have recovered from, some of the things that you have bounced back from, I mean, you know, outside of the 14 children, and you think of all the things that go along. 12. 12. Sorry, where am I getting 14? Oh, because table for 14. Yeah, that includes my husband and I, yeah. Well, that's true, and you guys are not done yet. 
So, yeah. so technically, you could, it could be 14, right? Like, it's the premonition no. show. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Your future. <laughs> and there are 14 people in your household or in your family. But all right, so I have just butchered the segment. So I'm going to bounce out, take us to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Danny Kiernan, and we're going to talk about blame and recovery, and here are some of the things that she has gone through to inspire us. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number 1 with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Bitter Blaming Chip Eating Talk Radio. <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Holly. And we have as our guest today, Danny Kiernan. And if you missed uh, the last two segments of today's show, you can check us out on iTunes. We have gone global in different countries. We also are available to listen to on our host station, which is Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. And you can go to Motherhood Talk Radio and listen to the early part of our show where Rick Stupid diet guy got very cerebral. He did a good job. Yes, think? he did. He had some good input. 
We did. I mean, it's got to be hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be hard for him to be on a motherhood show. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, it's a good thing he, like, oozes testosterone so, you know, he can, can keep up with us. It's a nice Yeah, family. I don't know what he's oozing, but I think it's testosterone. <laughs> I do not know. I do not know. So we're going to turn the mic over to you, Danny, because you have had some, you have had some challenges in your life raising your children, the... Dozen eggs. <laughs> the dozen eggs. Um, how do you do it? How do you how do you do it? Um, well, first of all, I think if twelve people would have arrived um, all at once, it would have been a little daunting. Um, so you know, life is good. They they um, they sort of ooze in, you know, <laughs> at different times. Um, so um, I actually started out as a teen mom. Um, and had um, five children by the time I was 30. So I gave birth to those children, a girl and four boys, um, and, and kind of... That's kind know, of like grew- team one. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I kind of grew up with them. Um, but, you know, something I loved. I really enjoyed my kids, um, really enjoyed being a mom, um, was able to, to do that um, and, and just savor the moments, you know, and had my five kids. Everything was great, you know, had gotten through school, um, had a great job job and then got divorced. So um, then it was a table for six, <laughs> just my kids and I, um, you know, oh, yes. and, Five you know, kids and you and me. Yeah. And yeah, that's you know, a lot. Yeah, it it was a lot, and it was really scary. And I can remember thinking, okay, you know, I just have to really be a grown up about this, and um, I need to figure out like what, you know, like really, what the hell am I going to do? So, um, we, you know, he, you know, my ex husband took, you know, his income, which was half of our household income, took half of our stuff, um, took the kids four days a month, um, a month, a month, yeah, two weekends, yeah, um, wow. and. You know, it was, it, my kids were, gosh, I think, you know, I hope I don't get the, the numbers wrong, but they were like between 4 and 15. So we had, you know, had some teenagers there. Um, it was difficult. It was really difficult. And you know how when you work things out on paper, budget-wise, how, you know, sometimes it works out on paper, but it doesn't work out, you know, in real life. Like mine yes. wouldn't even work out on paper. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Um, but it was really important to, like, stay in the house. For me, that was really important, you know, take care of the kids, stay in the house. That was sort of my mantra. But, you know, the rest of me was really sad and, and pretty, you know, depressed and nervous and all of those things. And so, you know, basically it was a process. It was a process of trying to get through that, trying to figure out which way to go, trying to be strong. Um, and I realized that I had to sort of take care of myself first. And, you know, I think it's sort of something that everyone says nowadays, but, you know, but you do. Like, that's just the bottom line. And I remember one year my New Year's resolution was just to make sure I got more than six hours of sleep at night, you know. <laughs> like, that was my goal, just make sure you sleep more than six hours at night. Um, because I was also, I was working full-time as a director in a marketing firm, but I was also in the middle of an MBA program. So I would be I know, up, like, I in the yeah. middle of the night, like, eating potato chips and drinking soda. <laughs> and my coffee maker was programmed to go off at, like, 4 a.m. so I could drink coffee. Um, and, you know, doing things like statistics, hello, like, oh, right, I can't do those sober and, no, you know, no, right, exactly. I was 
I felt like such a loser. But the bottom line is I made it through, and eventually, you know, we were able to keep up on our bills, and, and we were able to survive and then thrive, and so that's all part of bouncing back. But that was probably my first experience in capping into my own inner strength. Um, and then, unfortunately, I had the opportunity <laughs> to have more terrible experiences um, to practice <laughs> I'm an overachiever, and so, um, no. Um, so, you know, that happened, and um, it's okay. And now I look back on it, and I, I realize, you know, it was really the journey. You know, that particular event, you know, getting divorced, living on your own, um, trying to make ends meet, trying to raise your kids, trying to balance everything, and then also not show any anger towards your ex, you know, because... That's unhealthy for everybody. And that's going to mess you know, the kids up. Difficult yeah. balance. Yeah, tough. Yeah. So, that you know, my, my coping rough, strategy though. is to eat like chips, you know, and so I did that and managed to gain weight. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then can I just through. say, and then you met Jim. I, I have did. to tell you, Jim is my college friend. That's how I was able to meet, you know, meet Danny. Yeah. And yeah. I remember Jim just falling head over heels <laughs> with you. And joke was on him. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> here comes he Jim. He was so cute. Instant oh. family of five. Just so cute, so innocent, mm-hmm. never married, never had kids really knew all about parenting from that perspective. So, um, <laughs> you know, you know, I remember my, when my ex-husband left, he said, you know what, nobody's going to want you. You're middle-aged yep. and you have five kids. Nobody's going to want you. And I said, that's fine. You know, I'm happy yeah, on my own, I heard which I was too. terrified of. Want you. But, yep. Uh, um, yeah, part of the idiot ex-husband exit strategy as they yeah. they they go out they have to strip you of all your dignity i remember well, because that's mine really going to win you back you know right right that i was fat <laughs> i was ugly i was stupid and nobody yeah. was going to want me tell me that in my own driveway <laughs> it was in my driveway too. yeah yeah baby tell me more yeah exactly <laughs> there a book, oh, a handbook? i want there you there is. So there's like the yeah. loser cheater handbook and they all read from it <laughs> Love it. Oh, tell me more. Tell me I told more. you it was bitter motherhood talk radio. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> so anyway, right, so, so. so Jim comes along. He's just so cute. He's so nice. We go out to lunch and stuff. And I can remember one day sitting in the park, and I said, you know, do you think you'd be interested in me if I wasn't, you know, me? <laughs> I mean, this package deal, you know, with the five kids. And he was so cute. You have to picture this. It's one of my memorable moments. He had his sunglasses on, and he took his sunglasses down just a little bit and looked at me over them and said, you know what? You know, I forget how old I was. You, you know, you are 35, and you do have five kids, and I'm very interested in you. And I was like, hot damn. Okay. So I didn't let him go. Well, and I knew um, there was, I knew he had fallen in love with you, Danny, and you want to know how? Because he used to sing these, like, sad, morose, depressed, <laughs> like, Bruce Springsteen-esque ballads when we were in yeah. college. And then yeah. I was up in, I was up in Wisconsin, I think it was Milwaukee. Was he living in Milwaukee? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jeff Dahl. I think I went up to see them and hang out with them, and he was like, Strumming away, like, you know, strum, 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 look at me, happy guy. And I'm like, what the hell happened to him? Is he drunk? Exactly. And they're like, no. What's happened to Jim? That was a big question. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's happened to Jim? And what happened yeah. to Jim was he was in love. 
Yeah, isn't that sweet? That is so sweet. So he's a remarkable guy. You know, he walked into this situation. He didn't run away, which was, you know, (laughs) important. Um, (laughs) He moved in. Like, you know, this probably breaks a lot of, you know, I don't know. morals (laughs) morals <laughs> but here's the deal i had you know i had these like five kids and i'm like how do you just bring you know how do you marry someone and then bring them into this you know quagmire of <laughs> estrogen and testosterone you know like how do you do that to some person and just blindside them that way so and somebody you love you know because usually when i care about someone i'm like i'm afraid to bring them into my mess no you know kidding. you want to protect them from that and go please well, if you love me go away because it'll hurt me too much to get run over by my life i'm too happy with you to let you in <laughs> yes exactly i love you too much to let you in thank you run, be run away week. as fast as you can um, you know, but he came in and he, he, you know, he did a great job with the kids. It was bumpy, you know, so that was another huge adjustment. I mean, it's bumpy. It's tough to bring, you know, a male figure into your life when your kids have a dad already and, you know, four of those kids are boys and you've got, you know, a daughter who wants her dad. And so, you know, that was a little, little slippery slope there, you know, but he still proposed anyway, um, and so I latched onto that ASAP, and um, we got married. Are you the husband's dad? <laughs> he's a nice package as well. So, you know, bring him in. Yes, he's um, very cute. I'll testify that he's thank very you. cute. We called him well, wheels in college because he ran so fast, and he was such a good soccer player, and he's smart, right. and he's funny, and he's handsome. I mean, you just you won the jackpot. You know, it's the size. So, um <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, he, you know, he came in. He's a great um, stepdad. I had a lot of trouble with that word at first, but he's a great stepdad to the kids. Um, and then we decided that we would have um, more children because, you know, the kids were a little bit older. And he wanted um, the chance, you know, to experience that as well. And so then, you know, we moved on and, okay. and um, tried having babies together. And? and that didn't work so well. <laughs> Not to laugh at you, but that didn't work. It's okay. It's okay. We learned more about our sperm and eggs than anybody ever would want to know, and ovaries and, you know, Lupron and infertility and, oh, my God. So 28 grand later and three IVF cycles later, um, we didn't have any more kids. And I felt so stupid one morning. I'm up. I'm drinking coffee. I'm a little perturbed by recent events. And and I thought, God, you know, the goal is not, like, to get pregnant. (laughs) The goal is just to have more kids. And so we did. And so you did. And how many? So you had five, which means at the current count of 12, you adopted seven. Um, except we adopted five. We uh, did international adoption and adopted our twin sons from Russia. And two years later, adopted our girls from Guatemala. That's and why you have two sets of twins. Correct. Multiple multiples, they're called. Um, and then um, we became foster parents. Um, you know, we, we decided wow. we, you know, we would try to adopt someone um, here, closer to home. Um, and we were fortunate to be foster parents to two wonderful children. Um, one of whom we were in the process of adopting or thinking we were adopting, and that ended up not happening, and that little boy lives elsewhere. Um, That's one of my painful, painful events. And then one little boy, Tori, that lives with us now and is our son. 
Oh. You know, Danny, you're just amazing. I'm going to take us to commercial break. What an inspiration to motherhood. What an inspiration to women about bouncing back with style. You can check her out on our website and see her picture. She's pretty and she's fun <laughs> and she's interesting. So we come back from the break. I'm going to embarrass her a little bit more. Oh, my goodness. And her book is Bouncing with Style, Starting Over, Not from Scratch. Our guest today is Danny Kiernan. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about her most recent bounce back. And it's going to be good. your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Hello everybody, this is Pete Dix, asking if you'll join me on Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. What a show I've got in store for you. Not only all the Apple reissues that I'll be looking at, some very rare tracks indeed, a report on my evening watching and listening to Neil Innes of the Ruttles and the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So please join me, Pete Dix, with Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Togenet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holland. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Howley and Rick Swanson, but I don't think I'm going to let them on the air because you guys are being really immature. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. Yes, they're like pretending to like do illegal substance abuse. Uh, Not me. I didn't do that. You were laughing. You encouraged him. No, I didn't. (laughs) I want to hear more of what Miss Danny has to say. I do, too. I do. She's really interesting, isn't she? I know. I want to know, how do you, what kind of house do you have to have? to have all these kids living in your house. I mean, not not the average person has like a 10-bedroom house. So I just wanted to know how, how that all works. Well, um, for instance, um, today at dinner, um, my feet were sticking to the kitchen floor <laughs> as I walked through. I did step on a few Legos. Um, I pushed the laundry off the basement stairs <laughs> as I walked past it. Um, so it's kind of a messy house. Um, it's actually just a, it's just a four bedroom house. Um, the only, I think everybody has to share rooms here. 
now that I think about it. Um, and, you know, it's kind of cramped. Um, but, you know, honestly, with all the kids, so, you know, we get to the number 12. I mean, we have one that hasn't arrived yet. Um, number 11 um, is living in another state. Um, that's the baby that we lost. Um, and then so that leaves um, 10. And of those 10, one, two, three, four. I'm sorry. I was trying to get the number right. <laughs> Katie, Ryan, Tyler, Trevor. Four um, live on their own. Um, so my daughter lives in England. My son lives in New York wow. City. I have um, one son that lives here in the area and another son that lives in the area. So at home currently we have our 17-year-old, our 7-year-olds, our 5-year-olds, and one 2-year-old. So that's only one, two, three. That's only six. <laughs> and a I dog like, who really counts like, as two kids, honestly. Um, yikes. And so, you know, you know, I do think... I think, think they need team jerseys. I'm sorry. I'm just going to interject here. You, we need names on the back. We need everybody to have their birth order and their, their adoption order. And it's just like Team Kiernan, and they can all come in with their, like, blue shirts It's on. pretty amazing, you guys. It really is. My son just recently got married two weeks ago, and everybody was home. So, you know, literally the Table for 14 thing um, was there because we had, you know, now the older kids have, you know, their partners, you know, and my son has his wife. And so... Um, you know, the family's just growing, but it is a riot. And, you know, you've got these older kids and, you know, they've grown up. You know, we live in kind of a suburb of Milwaukee and, you know, their world has been, you know, this area, this neighborhood, their school. And, you know, our other children have come from very different places. And so they are experiencing um, the world, really, through our younger children. So, you know, we've had experiences being in Russia twice. We have experiences being in Guatemala twice. Um, we have experiences through the foster care system, and I think it's uh, definitely eye-opening and definitely a learning experience for the older kids as well. And the older kids, you know, whine and complain about the younger kids sometimes. Um, they ask me, you know, isn't there anything else you'd rather do <laughs> with your life than keep having children? Um, and, and you know, there isn't. So, um, but they're learning that, and, and they Well, and I guess it's got to make you kind of popular, because I can't imagine in the suburbs of Milwaukee, which which is in Wisconsin, which is pretty rural. There's not a lot of Guatemalan and Russian twin sets running around. Or, you know, blended families from just every possible child acquiring scenario. We we do have different colors in our family, um, and we talk about that openly. We talk about adoption openly. We talk about, you know, our Guatemala moms and Russian moms, um, you know, we, we you have to. I mean, I don't think it's possible to just pretend, um, you know, that we're all the same <laughs> because eventually secret's going to get out. Um, yeah, and we're so, going to look but, you know, and go, <gasps> Yeah, exactly, and that's really kind of funny when that first happens. Um, in fact, my daughter just said to me, she's five, she said to me, she has this beautiful, she's Guatemala, and she has this gorgeous skin color, you know, and we have a pool in the backyard, so we've been swimming lately, and so her skin is darkened up even more. It's just this gorgeous like we would all pay lots of money you know, to tan that way. Yes, yes. And I put my arm, I put my arm next to her, and I'm like, "Oh, honey, look at, you know, my skin's almost as pretty as yours now, you know." And she said, "Mom, as soon as your skin gets a little bit darker, then you can be my mom." I was like, oh, okay, well, I think I'm your mom now, but I get what you're saying, you know. So then we started talking about her Guatemala mom. And um, so it's little things like that that come up that you talk about um, and just being honest with the kids, which makes it, you know, 
pretty active, pretty fun, pretty exciting journey to be on. And, you know, quite honestly, a journey that I never thought I would be on. Um, but here I am. So um, really treasuring every moment. And, and I think that's sort of the message that that bounce has with people. You know, really, um, there have been some tough times, and we can cover those another time. But, you know, even during those really difficult, challenging moments, um, it's important to realize this is your life. Like, this is your life, and the only time the only life you have, you know, and enjoying every moment along the way, even the sucky ones, you know, you just have to know that you're experiencing it. I'm serious. You're experiencing it. You got to deal with it. It's a piece of who you are. It's where you end up. And really, this is similar to what Rick was saying earlier. You can only control your actions. Um, so when the, when I went to court and this judge determined that, um, you know, DJ needed to go live with a biological relative and my, my whole, my heart dropped and my world crumbled. Um, all, all that got us through that event was saying, you know what, we can only control, you know, what we can control. You know, we can only be the best we can be. We can only do everything that we can do for this child and for our family and for ourselves to get through this. We cannot control the actions of others. Um, and that's kind of humbling and it's kind of aggravating at times, um, but it really does help in the bounce process. It really helps you to move through to really, you know, because I'm kind of a control freak, you know, things are out of control here. So, um, you know, that's part of my nature to be like, okay, let me just grab anything I can. <laughs> kind of control well, I think it. it's like it's a lesson we all have to learn, Danny, you know, because in times of difficulty, you know, I, I used to have this posted on my wall. I had it up there for like probably a year and a half or something. I don't even know where it is now, but it said um, you can't control the situation. You can only control how you respond to it. Yeah, um, yeah you know. True. Because, you know, the courts are deciding my own biological children. You know, my ex is doing whatever he wants. And, you know, illness is running rampant with my mom. You know, and there were so many. And then, you know, finances crumbling around my ears. There were so many things I just I couldn't control. And it was like, you know, the God coming in and going, like, do you get it now? Do you get it now? You can't control everything. And that you have to get in control of yourself and how you respond. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I struggled with that a lot. I mean, it's difficult, but the the bottom line is if you can do that and you realize that there are certain things within your control um, that you should be working on, okay? So instead of trying to control ourselves and our actions, sometimes we're trying to control everybody else. Um, and really when you look within and you start working on yourself, that's when things start to fall into place a little bit better, in my opinion. So um, I no, just have a true. quick saying that I, you know, that um, is hanging up on my wall. And, it, you know, I, again, I don't know who said it. I feel bad saying <laughs> I, just, I just write down the words and hang them up and, um, you know, live with them. Um, but, but it says, you know, there are no guarantees. So with fear, none are strong enough. And with love, none are necessary. Great. And I thought, Do that again. I'm confused. I, just, I was stuck on the fear part. I got afraid. There are, no, there are no guarantees in life, right? There's no guarantees in life. With fear, there are no, no guarantees that would be strong enough. If you're really afraid of something, there's no guarantee that's going to be strong enough to let you move forward. And with love, no guarantees no guarantee. are necessary. Oh. Does that make sense? 
No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that another day. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's just those type of things. I think, you know, I'm a visual person to a point, an audio person to a point. I think I have to look at it and post it for, like, I don't know, seven months. <laughs> I'll send it to you via email. It'll make okay, sense. Okay, good. Yes, please. What about you, Christy? What are some of the things that you, like, like, do you have a phrase or something you tell yourself? You know, like, for me, I'm, like, always, like, I can't control the situation, but I can control how I respond to it. Do you have any little tidbits, you know, other than don't <laughs> ask me these questions? Don't ask me these questions. This is secret. <laughs> secret. This is in my perfect household. Why would you have any? Of course not. Danny, i got to tell you, Christy and I have this running thing because, you know, my life completely implodes, you know, and I'm, you know, trying to scrape myself up from the ground. And, you know, Christy's like, oh, my wedding was perfect. There were fairy lights. And, you know, and I just got pregnant over and over. I didn't have that. I just hopped over and left and right. Oh, no, and I married a fireman. <laughs> yeah, I love you. you and I love being room. pregnant. I was just beautiful when I was pregnant. It was the most natural experience in my life. <laughs> That was the thing, and I'm looking at her now. You know, she's beautiful, fun, and funny, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you're my friend so I can look up to you and aspire to be you. And pick on you when you're not here. And, and, and cheer when things go bad, yeah. Yes. Well, there was something recently on a show where she's like, well, I had trouble with this, and I was like, God! It's about time. I love this wonderful support I get. Yes. This is so great. It's a girlfriend thing. I'm going to stab you in the back network. <laughs> stab you in the back by bitter, angry women. No. Yes. Yes. yes, please. Yes, please. But I think, you know, one of the things, too, you know, like, you know, we've only got a couple minutes to the end of the show, but I, I want to note that one thing, Danny, that I always have loved about you for many years, and Christy, you know, since you have been my friend, um, you know, like my, my only really friend in Acton, um, Girl-wise, learning to laugh about the stupid things we do or the dumb things that happen to us or the mistakes we make or the crappy things that happen to us beyond our control really is a big part of healing ourselves with other women. I agree. Agreed. You know, because Danny, over the, you know, we've talked, you know, about stuff and we've gone through a lot of different things, you know, kind of parallel but different. And you find the humor in it. I find the humor in it. Christy, you find the humor in it. We take the sting out of it and we recognize as women, we all have to bounce. We have to rebound. I mean, men too, but they don't listen to the show. So. Unless they like Rick, then they'll listen to the show. But. we heal each other that way by sharing and by and by laughing and crying together, and that's kind of what we've done. Um, Chrissy, I've done it with you. Danny, I've done it with you. And having that support, um, to me, that's support. That is support. I agree with I you. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. So let's see. Our, we've got one minute to break. Danny, you've got 30 seconds to give us your best advice. Oh, Go ahead. Lord. Go for it, Danny. Oh, best advice. Um, honestly, two things. You know, I think everyone needs to have the strength to do what's right for them. Um, that could be an unpopular choice. That could be um, just something you've been waiting to do for a long time. But have the strength to do what's right for you and go forward. 
oh, oh my God, and you even got it in in under like 15 seconds. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Rick Swanson. Check us out at motherhoodtalkradio.com. Pick us up on iTunes. You can listen to us on our host station, toginet.com. You guys will be without me for two weeks because I'm going on vacation. Uh-oh. And I'm going to listen to the show and I'm going to call in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Go on Toginet.com. Join us every Tuesday.